Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sampling Chance. I'm your host, Bobby Sampson, joined as always with my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, how are you on this Tuesday wintry day, my man? I'm not doing too bad. How about yourself? Can't complain, man. We're in double digits out here. So, I mean, the rest of the country can suck it while we enjoy double digit weather here, I guess. I mean, I think this is the new winter for us, man. I think we got, what, maybe a month of real, real cold spread out throughout the whole time. But but for the most part, I think we're kind of where we are now, man. And I don't know, you know, if it's global. Kind of out of the woods now. looks like we're getting into spring a little bit. We are, but just generally our winters are getting lighter. I don't know if you've noticed that or it's just something I'm kind of picking up on. Our summers are getting hotter and our winters are getting warmer. Yeah, seems to be. Global warming? I don't know. No, it's called climate change now. They had to change it because it wasn't always warm enough. Things are getting colder, so I had to change it now. Climate change. Climate change, whatever you want to call it, man. I think we're affected by it, and I would not be surprised in the next 20 years. I know it's not that far off, but we probably might have weather just like Northern Cal. I have a feeling. Possibly can't rule it out. No. Anyways, that weather report and everything else uh, aside, here we are, guys. Like and subscribe. Look at the bottom of your screen here. Uh, you can see all our social media addresses. So there are no excuses for anyone to find us anywhere and anywhere. Um, so, yeah, again, mad support. Thank you for everyone who's supporting us. Uh, lots of respect to all of you guys for, for taking the time out for letting us into your years and to let us educate you and, and uh, entertain you, I guess. That being said, Chance, I got something here that I want to show everybody, man. I finally Let's got this. Yeah, man, check it out. The official Samp and Chance t-shirts, they're available now. Yeah, absolutely. We got a really good job done on these. We got them in all different shapes and sizes from extra small to triple XL for the big, big man or the big, big woman, whoever wants it. Guys, if you guys want a Sampin' Chance t-shirt to rock and to kind of promote and let everybody know that you're you're one of our guys and gals, uh, let us know in the comments below. We would love to send you guys one out. Uh, yep. I don't think we put a tag on these. Should we put a tag on them now? Say 20 bucks a pop? We gotta put a tag on them so people know. What do you think? Yeah, I'm thinking 20 bucks a pop should be fair. I mean, it's a reasonable it's price. For, yeah. Uh, that includes shipping and handling and all that good jazz as well. So if you guys want a Sam and Chance t-shirt, you know what? They're here. We have them. Let us know in the comments. Let us know in our DMs. Reach out to us. Let us know on Twitter. Let us know on the Make Facebook. sure you get one. Yeah. Make sure you get one. These things are hot, man. They're hot. They're really warm, too. I just picked them up from the printers. So uh, that all being said, yeah, we're two weeks away from the Elimination Chamber, which is shaping up, and Raw was a clear indication of that last night. What did you think of the show last night there, Chance? Speaking of Elimination Chamber, I got a call from my brother today. Mm-hmm. And he says to me, he's a wrestling fan. He says to me, he was going to a SmackDown Elimination Chamber. So they have a package. You buy a SmackDown ticket, you get an Elimination Chamber ticket. So two tickets for like, let's say, 100 bucks for both shows. Yeah. Calls me up today. And he says, him and two other buddies, so three sets of tickets, they're not going anymore. He says, do you want my tickets? You can take them off my hands. You just got to fly out there and uh, go. So, so what are we so, doing? Are we flying to Montreal? Well... I'm going to let you know. I'm going to bring it out. I didn't tell you, people. This is organic. I just found it a couple hours ago. So All right. I'm going to bring range. But if you want to come, I'm going to give you a free SmackDown or free Elimination Chamber ticket. Let's do it, man. Uh, let's so round see. trip, just so you know, round trip flight is only 420 there and back. Okay, book it, Dano. Leave Thursday, come back Sunday. Book it, Dano. You got a free ticket. So thank my brother. 
we call him Tuna, real name Tyler. Thank you, dude, for the tickets. Thank you, sir. They're yours for free. Um, there you go. Well, it just might be Snap and Chance might show up at the Elimination Chamber, man. This is exciting. This is see, this I is what I love about Snap and Chance, man. Everything's organic. So you guys know we don't talk like we talk. No, we didn't know, but we don't but talk not about what we're gonna do. No. Yeah, we try to keep it as as fresh and original. Wow, I'm excited, man. I think it moved. I remember in November, my brother says to me, he's like, I want to go to Montreal. Like, he lives in Edmonton, by the way. I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm going to go with my buddy. So he literally calls me today and goes, I'm going to sell my house. I had a flood. I'm getting renovations. I'm switching jobs. He's like, ah, I didn't book the flights yet. He's like, do you want him to take reins and to give thing one of your friends? He's like, done. So I, you're the first guy I asked. And so he wanted the yours fly out. Well, I, I, I'd be very disappointed if you asked anyone else outside of reins, no. that is. You're the first guy you, I, so I we mean, got SmackDown and we got Elimination Chamber done. What? Perfect, man. Let's do it. All right, perfect. Let's talk more off here and uh, organize that and whatnot. And I thought I'd save it for the show instead of calling. I thought I'd keep yeah. it. Yeah, no, that's pretty sick, man. Uh, what t-shirt are you wearing there, man? It looks like you have an American... Or, oh, I, no, for a it's second a there. Oh, okay, okay. For a second there, it looked like CM Punk. No, I would never wear that. I use an <laughs> oil rig. Fair play, fair play. All right, so let's All get right. into it, man. Uh, we're two weeks away from the Elimination Chamber. And either we're really, really good or everything is really, really predictable because whatever is on this card so far, we kind of called already as matches for this card. But let's get into Raw first. Yeah, let's let's uh, break it down. So the very first thing that happened here is uh, Beth Phoenix and, and uh, Edge come out to challenge Rhea Ripley and um, Finn Balor to a match at Elimination Chamber, something that we were talking about that yep. was possibly going to happen. Uh, initially, I thought that this match would happen at Mania, but with Rhea Ripley challenging Charlotte there, um, it totally makes sense to kind of put it on this card and kind of open up everything for Edge for Mania. I don't know how many more dates he has left. I know he's legitimately talking about retiring now uh on i think maybe terms. one more send off at wrestlemania yeah i probably think he's got a I, I think he's got a couple more matches uh just to go uh at least uh maybe a few more appearances after that but i think in terms of entering and whatnot i think we're getting to the end and you know what it, it's better this way because it's on his terms opposed Absolutely. to the doctors and you know medical issues dictating his route and path so you know this is pretty cool for him so we're going to get that finn balor uh, Rhea Ripley match there. That's already edged in stone. Uh, basically, a really cool promo cut by by Edge and and Beth, and uh, you know a lot of truth to it. I mean, he said he created this group, the Judgment yeah. Day, to to elevate talent, and you know what? It happened. They're elevated. They're they're, they're bigger names than they were a year ago. Yep. Yeah. And that's saying a lot, considering that Finn Balor had a name coming into the company. So for him to yeah. even get a rub off of that. And this goes back to what I was saying before. I mean, you and I know who MJF is, but if you ask a casual fan, as we talk about all the time here, no casual fan and no, you know, no. partial wrestling fan knows, in the know, knows him, but doesn't know him. It's only when you go to the WWE that you actually become a name. And again, here's an example of Finn Balor. Um, you know, yep. really got mold and getting bigger and bigger. All right. So the first match of the night is an elimination chamber qualifying match. Um, Angelo Dawkins against Damian Priest. Uh, we'll just cut through the chase here really quickly. Damian wins. He's off to the elimination chamber. Uh, we go backstage and we have a segment with Adam Pierce and um, 
Chelsea Green. Now, Chelsea Green, as we were saying uh, a couple of weeks ago, she's coming back. She's back, but she's playing this very diva Karen-like character, uh, very yeah. demanding, very everything. She's uh, So she has a segment with, with Adam Pierce backstage saying, how come I don't have this kind of water in my locker room? I want a match, blah, blah, blah. Why am I not in the elimination chamber? So Adam Pierce says, okay, fine, I'll give you a match, right? He doesn't tell her who it's against, but we'll find out later on. Uh, just a heads up, Chelsea Green, a good, good Canadian girl from the island yeah. of Victoria. So it's good to see her back in the fold and another Canadian yeah. representing. So it's really good. And uh, yeah, she's married to uh, to Macrodona. Zach, Zach Ryder. That that's well, that, uh, I didn't even realize his real name. Okay. Yeah, Macrodona. Yeah. So uh, where is Zach Ryder? Is he even around? What's he doing? He's basically doing his Cody Rhodes. To be honest, uh, he's doing really well out on the independents. He's he's killing it. He's on Impact. He's uh, he's never gone to AEW. That's kind of surprising. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, because I I think he realizes that he mm -hmm. needs to do what he needs to do outside of the WWE, and he'll come back. Yeah, yeah. guys, guys like um, Keith Lee and Strickland Swerve are probably shaking their head right now because they got too impatient. And they went to AEW, and now they're locked in. And I know those guys want to come back. I mean, Keith Lee's wife, Mia Yim, she's here now. She came back. So Yeah, that's true. Right? So, I mean, those are two guys, especially Keith Lee. They were so hot on him. And if he was available, I know Triple H would have brought him back in a heartbreak. I mean, that guy has something to him. He's very special, he does. right? For a big guy, he moves well. And, and to be fair, the only reason they have the name they do is because they where they came from beforehand. I mean, that ties into yeah. exactly... What we were just talking about. I mean, all the guys that have left the WWE to go to AEW have, you know, go in with names because people already know who they are. Yeah, they've come from the biggest stage. Right. So, you know, uh, that should be kind of interesting to see as the door opens up a little bit more for some more of these talents. But you know what? I was thinking about this in terms of the Royal Rumble as well. I mean, those rosters are pretty full, man. If you think about it, we didn't touch on it at the time. There's a lot of guys it. I didn't realize weren't in the Rumble. Bronson well, Reed. Well, that's what I'm saying. Dolph that's Ziggler. what I'm saying. Yeah, Dolph yeah. Ziggler wasn't in it. Uh, Bronson I know Reed. Bronson Reed wasn't in it. Dexter Loomis, your favorite. He wasn't yeah, in it. Yeah, uh, You know, I mean, there was a lot of talent that wasn't on there. Team. Ali wasn't on on in the pick. In the Royal Rumble, was he? No, Ali wasn't no. in there. What about Jinder Mahal? Is he hurt? Where is he? Uh, Jinder is actually doing a program in NXT now, man. He's kind of found a home down there, and uh, he's working with Veer Mon, who's down there again. Oh, and, about that. Uh, going to make you forget about guys. They'll be back up though. Well, eventually. Well, what happened was so you know who Veer Mon is, right? I know who he is. Yeah, but do you know where he came from? His background. I don't know where he came from. Though. Okay, so remember Million Dollar Arm, that movie? Yep. He's one of those guys. Oh, that's him? He's one oh, of the two really? guys. Yeah, yeah. So he basically okay. came from India as a cricket player, uh, was signed by the Pittsburgh Pirates after winning this contest. They made Disney made the movie about it. He signed by the Pittsburgh Pirates? Yeah, both of them signed with the Pirates. Oh. Uh, but minor league contracts. I don't think either no. one. Yeah, I think, I don't know if they worked any big league games, maybe exhibition, maybe uh, Grapefruit League or, no, there would be. So you got to have some sort of talent to be signed by them, even the minor leagues, right? So Well, you know, yeah, and they were working out at ASU, um, Arizona State, I believe. Um, yeah, Arizona State it, University, yeah. Yeah, was it ASU or was it, no, 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 the one in California. Um, oh, USC? USC, yeah, yeah, they, they trained out there at USC, sorry, uh, the colors are so similar. Um, yeah. But yeah, so he's that's who he is. He's uh, okay, one of the original guys. Now that you say that, yeah. 
Yeah, so he's down there with the uh, other guy. Those guys were at a crazy tag team called Indoshare uh, down in AEW or NXT. And then I guess when all the split and everything happened, they brought up uh, Veerman. And, uh, you know, I don't know what they were trying to do with him. Obviously, you know, we don't see this. Like, you see a Veerman promo in North America. You're, you're kind of like, okay, whatever. But that yeah. promo has a different effect on a billion people in India. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So, you know, I, 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 I like just to remind everybody that whatever we see here is not necessarily geared for our market. WWE is international. They're worldwide, right? Well, 90% of what we watch on a, on a nightly basis is geared towards us, but yeah. there's a lot that isn't geared towards us. Like for example, um, you know, Jinder Mahal is a huge star in India. Yep. Right. You you look at um You think he's more popular than Great Kali? Uh well Kali has a different mystique to him. Yeah, but he's so big. I mean he's a giant. He's so, he's so big and everything, and he's he's I think he's more respected than than Jinder would be per se. But that being said, Jinder, you know, physique wise and just who he is that and looks good. what have you, he looks good. So I don't think his following is any lower. Um, but yeah, he's been around for a long time. I actually he, met Jinder once. Oh yeah. Yeah, in 2018, they were doing a WWE house show and he came to a local boxing club and I was just in there hitting the bag and he walked in and he, I guess, I'm not sure if he knows Coltar or if he knows kickboxing the boxing, I don't know, but he's in there chatting with them. He shook everybody's hand. They chatted for like half an hour, took some pictures together, hit the pads a bit, and then he left. Friendly guy. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Very friendly guy. I met Greg Kali in, in Phoenix. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, during WrestleMania time. So, um, interesting. That's a big man. He's huge. I and that man is monstrously huge. And he's funny too. He's a good entertainer. No, he's funny. He's a really nice guy. He's really humble. Uh, I remember that he was working out at his machine. Um, you know, we found out where he was. We were there for WrestleMania 26. And uh he was in the uh Royal, he was in the Andre, I guess, Battle Royal at that time. Yeah. Um, so he was out working and stuff like that, and you know, just kind of people were approaching him, but he was getting annoyed, you could tell. Yeah, because he was just trying to get his workout in. And uh, so I kind of, you know, waited till he was done and introduced myself. And he actually said, why don't you come down to Vegas with us for SmackDown? But I was flying out the next day. So. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah, it would have been really cool. I mean, he was really humble, right? He was really cool. And, you know, just, I guess, being being a uh, Indian myself, it just kind of worked out that he was like, you know, showing that hospitality, like, hey, come yeah, over to my house. Cause, that's for sure. Right. So, I mean, it, it kind of worked out really well. Uh, Baron Corbin against Dexter Loomis. Uh, I was waiting for this to happen and it finally did. I don't know what they're going to do with this guy now, but you know what? Maybe this is what's going to work for him now. So bottom line, Dexter beats Baron Corbin and you can look in JBL's eyes as he's walking by the ring apron there in the shot that he's not impressed uh, later on in the show, they're backstage. Corbin's talking. That to was him. a great segment, too. Yeah, JBL. He's talking to JBL and saying to him, "Hey, listen, man, where should we go eat?" Blah blah blah. He goes, "I'm not going anywhere with you. You're you're a turd." And he, he you're an embarrassment to the wrestling guard. You're an yeah. embarrassment. He ran him down. Uh, Corbin looked kind of weak at the end of that segment. Like, oh, come on, JBL, right? Like, you know, kind of like. I think we're gonna get the lone wolf Baron Corbin back, and angry guys must come out, start winning, and kick him butt. I hope. He's got to do something because this is a talent. He got a natural heel in your midst. He's big and strong. Look at a good look. But but you know what? This is no. Is this 
the WWE fault failing him or him failing himself because he's been given, well, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's so much on the WWE. They've given him opportunities out of the wazoo. Some guys just can't get over. I don't think Corbin can get over. And and that's on the fans then. Right? Or on him not being able to get over, yeah. Well, it's a combination of both. It's like, what is he not doing that the fans aren't reciprocating to? Face or heel. Or middle of the road, you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, what what are you doing? Where where are you going wrong? Why aren't people gravitating towards? I think he's kind of just stuck, and he's going to be a mid card guy, the lower card guy now. It's the big guy that'll be around. He seems like a nice guy. He's always been around for many years, so he's been around. Many people off. Well, I don't think he's pissed anyone off. In fact, people are happy with this work backstage. I mean, again, like we've said on the show many a time, it's hard to be a heel today, and to be a natural heel that people gravitate towards. It's a hard thing to do. He's got I'm, everything. I'm surprised they don't play on his boxing, play on his boxing background more. Background well, more. Gold loves champion. What's well, a boxing loves on him? Is that going to beat all you guys? Do you know what? You know what? Maybe this is what we're going to look at now because I mean they finally got the right formula for Lacey Evans and she looks menacing. I love yeah. what they're doing with her. I love her in ring work right now. I love her character work. I mean I wasn't down with that Southern Bell crap. I thought no. that was just kind of nonsense character. It didn't make any sense. That would have worked in the eighties. With Duke the Dumpsters Erosi and the Hog Farmers and everyone else in then. But yeah. in today's wrestling world, that 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 kind of character just doesn't jive, man. In fact, I think based on this woke world that we live in, and I found out that the word woke is used wrong, but apparently a lot of black activists and stuff are against the word woke because of what it, you know, what it's being turned into, opposed to what it was supposed to represent, which was in the 60s with the music and everything about black culture and black history. Oh, I never heard that. Right. So, you know, um, I guess all these, you know, modern- everybody's offended by everything, dude. They're not going to stop that word now. It's too ingrained in our society now, right? Well, you know, I mean, we piss everyone off, man. I can say something right now that will piss the whole world off, and uh, but I won't say it because it's not worth it. But yeah. I'm just saying how easy it is to do. Very easy, dude. Everybody's offended. Everybody's fake. It's fake outrage, most of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, one time I said something at the zoo when I was there with my family, and I was referring to uh, someone that we were with to the attendant because we were waiting in line for the train. And I said something, you know, in a jokingly way, you know, and I joke with with my buddy there the same way. So it's, it's nothing new to him or what have you. But apparently it offended the attendant who said that you can't say those things anymore. I looked at her and I said, oh, wow. who says and I looked at her and said, who says I can't say these things anymore? She does. And she's like, well, you know, based on based on what? Right? Thank God I had my ticket, right? So I got off the train and you were good there, yeah. It was just food for thought. Like, I mean, you know, you Jordan Peterson says the same thing. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Oh yeah. Or Matt Walsh, even. I mean, these guys are kind of really taking up the stand and the mantle uh for, for free talking, speech. For free speech and talking about things that people are afraid to talk about uh, gender equality, gender, you know, roles and what is this and that. Like, I don't understand that question that keeps being asked. What is a woman? I mean, what the fuck is that? What kind of question is that? <laughs> right? Like, what is the definition of a woman? A woman, uh, someone who has a certain chromosome and can give birth. Yep. They're trying right? to change that definition, though. They're messing the kids up, dude. They're messing the kids up. Well, Sad. you know what? It's it, Thankfully, they still uh, send home permission slip to parents. To, to, you know, at least they're not forcing it on them yet. At least I don't know of that yet. I mean, not yet. We're still getting permission slips sent home for, for these kind of talks and kind of things that are going on. 
but um yeah man i don't know i don't know what to say about that but yeah so anyways corbin and uh JBL. Corbin and JBL are no more, man. So I'm kind of curious. And you can see a WrestleMania match right there, Corbin versus JBL. I can see that happening. Well, I don't know if JBL can go. You get a punch and kick, maybe. Maybe. It's uh, like, maybe. It's, no, it's kind of like what you said about The Rock, man. I mean, it's just kind of like, do you want to see that? Like, this guy hasn't been in a ring forever. And he's not the same as the Veneer of Good Shape. No, as Rock dude, he, he's not competed in decades almost. It has to be decades. When was the last match he had? 2009, 2010? Something like that, right? Yeah. Let's just be fair. Let's just be fair. Let's say 2012, even. Okay. Right? Let's just say 10 years, even. 2013, right? The dude has not been in the ring. Like, yeah, he's been on TV. He's been a commentator. He's been a personality. But he's not competed. I would not want to see that at all, man. I mean, Angle at least had some, some things under his belt. He didn't look great against Corbin. That wasn't the most prettiest match in the world. Yeah, yeah. But but the fact of the matter is, is that Angle could still go. Yeah. He's a great athlete. Right? Whereas I don't even think, I'd rather see The Rock fight than JBL at this point. Oh, any day, any day. If those two, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, listeners out now. And he this cuts us an awesome promo and he goes, I went hunting and all I could think about was Bobby Who. And the crowd says, Bobby Lashley. He goes, yeah, Bobby Lashley. Then he says, I went ice fishing. He goes, you know, and he's asking the people in Orlando, Florida, if they know what ice fishing is. He goes, no, I like coastal fishing too. But just so you guys know, Brock lives in Saskatchewan. Yeah, that, big, big farm out there. Yeah, so uh, ice fishing and hunting. I mean, he's in his element. and But, you know, with all his favorite activities, all he could think about is Bobby, who, even when he's in bed with his wife four or five hours later, <laughs> all he could think about is Bobby, who, and he pulls out this piece of paper, out comes Lashley looking dapper. Now, those pants are tight, man. How can he move around without... Yeah, Lashley was dressed good. He was dressed good, but those pants were too tight for the for what yeah. was about to go down. Like, I, I don't know. I'd have to go back and take a look, but did he rip his pants off that F5? He didn't, but I was thinking that too, that he might, but yeah, they were tight. <laughs> right? They were just kind of put together. Um, so next week, we have the contract signing for that match, which will take, a, take shape at Elimination Chamber. So this card's looking pretty good so it looks far. pretty good. It's pretty stacked. Uh, yeah, so we got that going on there. And then basically the next thing we have here is Carmella versus Candice LeRae versus Mia Yim versus Piper Niven, formerly known as Dewdrop. She dropped the Dewdrop and went back to her name, Piper. Uh, this is a fatal four-way for the last spot in the women's elimination chamber. Uh, Carmella hasn't been on TV for about five to six months. Uh, as we talked about earlier, she had uh, had to step away after having a miscarriage. I believe it was two, but I know one for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, unfortunately, that didn't work out for her and Corey Graves at that point. But she came back. She looked good. She uh, did. I've never been a huge fan of Carmella. I personally would have liked to see Mia Yim or Pepper Piper get into this match. Uh, just based on the fact that Piper's been gone for a while and you brought Mia Yim back for a reason. Don't let her get yeah. lost in obscurity. This would have been a great showcase for her. Uh, Carmella, I don't think she needs it. I do it. like Dewdrop, though. I, I like that name. It just sounds good. Dewdrop's easy to say. She yeah. stands out, but I don't know why I switch it. Well, that's her original name. That's what she used to go by in NXT uh, in the UK. And when she came over, that was a Vince decision uh, to call her Dewdrop when she was... Uh, Matched up with uh, who's that girl? Uh, she came in with initially. Um, sure. 
Anyway, she's no longer with the company. They fired her, brought her back, fired her, brought her back a few times. Um, I think Chelsea Greed's got that mental right now. She was the one with the red hair. Um, she was really she wasn't that good. Anyways, I can't remember her name, so it can't be that important. <coughs> uh basically this match was pretty fun a lot of near falls uh, a lot of close calls but at the end of it all the one that won it was the surprise was carmella um so she's going to the elimination chamber so that match is pretty much full everyone in that match will the winner of that particular females match will go on to face um bianca belair all right well, i think so it's the best women's wrestler right now bianca i think overall athletically look wise character no i think she's awesome and you know she's really coming to her own and we'll she's, touch strong on too. she's strong oh, she's super strong she's super super strong her Rhea, um charlotte 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 right now uh Rachel, raquel gonzalez or rodriguez when she's going ronda. right now uh ronda's a different type of strong she can beat the shit out of everyone oh easily work or shoot right yep. i mean well forget the word in a shoot setting, she'll destroy everyone in that locker room and even oh, half the guys. Yeah. And even half the guys. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, so there's no one really there who can compete against her in a real, real fight. But in terms of just strength and power, I would say that Raquel uh, do drop even uh, oh, yeah. just, just based on her size. Um, those girls are legitimately stronger than Ronda Rousey, in my opinion. Bianca Belair. Yeah, for that for that kind of strength, yes, absolutely. Right? They they are just heads over and beyond her when it comes to that kind of strength. Um, a really cool point in this is uh, so she finally gets her match, Chelsea Green. She gets her match against this version of Oscar, which I love. Uh, yeah, that's this, cool. this goes back to their mid mid <laughs> mid you know 2011s, 2013s in that time frame where she was rocking this character in Japan. Uh, it's a darker character, but it's kind of a happy character here right now. I want to see Dark, dark Asuka with this character. Right? I think that'd be really fun. Uh, just maybe we'll see what goes on down yep. the road here. Uh, I think as long as Bianca holds that title, you're going to see more girls turn heel to get a shot at it, right? So Yeah, I'd uh, say so. So yeah, so those two come out and they have the ring, and all the other girls that are participating in that match are outside the ring too. And uh, out comes Bianca, and she basically gives this really cool speech about you know she was in this position last year, she won the elimination chamber, and went on to win the title at WrestleMania. Uh, so this is you know your guys's opportunity to do it. So nice motivational piece, what have you. So um, Chelsea lost, just so you know, and uh, yeah. That was basically it. We go on to the next match here, which is Chad Gable, the Alpha Academy, Chad Gable and Otis against Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin with MVP. The Hurt Business back together? I don't know. It looks like out. it. It looks like it. They got the victory. Minus so Bobby Lashley. Now I'm confused. Who's This whole Hurt Business is confusing me for the fact that is Lashley and Brock both going to go in his faces? Is the Hurt Business, is the Hurt you know, business a face team now, or is the Alpha Academy a face team, or was that just a case of two heel tag teams going at it? It seems like it was two heel tag teams going at it, but I mean, I could see Alpha Academy turn face pretty quick here. They're so over, so I think I think it's better suited as as a face. Um, because Otis is so goofy and likable, right, and silly looking and stuff. Yeah, no, I mean they have that something they know for the kids and stuff as well. Oh, yeah. I think that kind of character has longevity in the WWE because as, Absolutely. Long as, 
if you can get to the kids and your merch goes to the kids, you can't get rid of them. No, you can't. Man. You bring in the sales, you man, the money. Now, one of the best promos I've heard this year. Yes, we're only in February, but I'm writing it down right now as my favorite promo of the year this year so far. Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman have an exchange. Now, the reason for this exchange was, very simply put, they realized how powerful the bloodline Sammy story is. They do not want to make this match a secondary yeah. match for Mania. So that's why Heyman was out there last night cutting this promo with Cody, which I think was absolutely phenomenal. It was um, great. I thought uh, Heyman stole the whole, whole the whole show with that one line at the end. It was sick. It was Brilliant. No, it was sick. It's just the build-up to it you all. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get to that right away here. Uh, but the build-up to the line, the build-up to that conclusion of that promo, um, a lot of it was real. You know, yeah. it, a lot of it was real, real talk. Uh, they go back to 2000 where, where the Rhodes family was, you know, I guess broke and didn't have a lot of money at that moment. And, you know, here comes Heyman saying, you know, uh, a, uh, ECW, you got to, you know, come on check it out and that reju rejuvenated Dusty that got him to the place that he needed to be that led him to NXT and all the work that he did there and uh, Heyman said stuff like this that your father worked with so-and-so yeah. and trained him Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch your father worked and trained our tribal chief Roman Reigns Right now, he never worked with you because he probably believed in you and thought that you could do it on your own. Right. And uh, this is where the line came. And this is where, you know, I think they did an amazing job to build this, this, this particular matchup, even though it's a couple months out. But this really set the foundation. Your dad told me in one of his last conversations, this is Paul Heyman to Cody Rhodes. Your dad told me. In one of our very last conversations before he passed, that you were his favorite son. But Roman Reigns was the son he wished he wished he had. Oh yeah, yeah. The son he always wanted, yeah. The son he always wanted, the son he uh, he never had. Now, what does that, that say about good. what does that say about Golgus? I wonder how he felt about that promo. It's funny though. I would say like overall, I think Goldust is more talented than Cody. Maybe not in-ring-wise, but character-wise. And he's some brilliant stuff. He just never well, got the level. Now, maybe if Goldust was in his prime now, I think he'd be a top guy. But he was around the roster. The well, there. It's hard to be a top guy. Cody, sorry, Dustin Rhodes was has the luxury and the benefit of coming into the industry at a time where the guys that, you know, I mean, the Barry Windhams, the Mike Rotundos, uh, you know, he had all those guys who were still performing at the time. Because mm -hmm. you know, uh, he came out in the 80s. He's no spring Yeah, chicken, but I'm right? saying with gold, that's what he's most known for, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 100%. But, but we forget so that, that he had that amazing street brawl with Roddy Piper at WrestleMania yeah. 9. Or was it 9 or 12? WrestleMania 12, right? I mean, the character got a little goofy, but to all due respect, I mean, Maybe Vince was just trying to rib him or, or trying to make his life hard by making him this character the way he gave Dusty. But it was over, though. It was over. The car was but he it. took the character and he made it his home. He never complained about the character. And that's why I admired Dustin Rhodes so much is for the fact that he took what was given to him 
and he made it work. Well, so it is that in 91. So you're putting on that yellow polka dots. Well, like I said, man, the talk, that's the difference between true professionals and guys who think, oh, well, I'm in the WWE. Why do I have to do this? You know, you yeah. do what you're supposed to do. If Vince is willing to jump off a steel cage onto a bed of tax, there's no excuse for anyone else not to be behind him to jump. Exactly, dude. Yeah. Just saying. Right. Just saying. Yep. Right? So, you know, uh, amazing promo. Loved it. Um, it really helped that match out, which is now kind of officially being changed. Uh, they were hoping for The Rock. He's not coming. Now they're saying that he might show up for 40. Uh, maybe that's better for him. But whatever. You know what? I think it's kind of put a bad taste in my mouth. And I blame the internet for this, for kind of promoting the story. WWE never once said this match is going to happen. No, it's all internet. Dirt sheets it's all stuff. internet, dirt sheets and stuff. I kept building this up, building this up. So you can't fault the WWE for any of this because they never once said that The Rock is coming. Or even hinted at it. Or even hinted at it, right? So, yeah. I mean, if anyone's disappointed, blame the internet community. This will be a better match. The Rock is cool in Hollywood. I get it. He draws a lot of fans and casuals, but this will be a better just for pure wrestling matches to be much better. No, I think so too. So basically initially what they were probably going to do is have Cody and him night one. And he'd probably, you know, keep that belt or drop it. He was going to drop one of them. So he'd probably drop that one to Cody on night one. And then he'd beat the rock on night two. That was the original plan going in. Now, um, the way they're going to do it now, it's going to be for the undisputed title against the rock on night two. Yeah. Now here's something really interesting. And I thought about this, and I think, I I think I got it right, but I'll leave this with you to look at after a chance. Here's something that Roman Reigns could do at WrestleMania that no other champion, no other champion, no other wrestler going into WrestleMania as champion has done. What's that? I think Hogan's the only guy who's ever done it. Defend the title consecutive years. Oh, yeah, I never thought of that. Hogan did it in WrestleMania 2 and WrestleMania 3. WrestleMania 4, Macho won it after the tournament. Yeah. Hogan won it back in 5, but then lost it in 6, won it back in 7, lost it in 7. And then you go to WrestleMania 8, whoever had the title there. What about John Cena? He didn't go back-to-back, maybe? I'm trying to think. I don't know if he did or not, right? Like, I mean, I I can't think of 40 of them, 39 of them. Well, like I said, I'm at eight right now. So WrestleMania nine, Brett lost it to Yoko. Then Hogan won it. And then WrestleMania 10, Brett won it back. WrestleMania 11, Diesel retained. Uh, Sean beat Brett. WrestleMania 13. um, Wasn't that Stone Cold and Brett? No, uh, WrestleMania 13 was Stone Cold and Brett, but wasn't for the title. I think Sean was defending against someone. I can't remember. 13, who had the title? I'm not sure. I thought it was... Uh, no, no, Brett because... Hartley. No, no, no. Maybe Brett... No, no, because 12... 12 yeah, 12, 12, Brett lost it to Sean in the Iron Man match. Let's see here. Because Sean won the Royal Rumble in 95 and 96 there, right? So that led yeah. him into Royal... Uh, to WrestleMania 11 main event, which he lost. And then he won the title at Mania 12 in the Iron Man match. Who was champion in 13 then? I'm pulling it up right now. Undertaker versus Psycho Sid. Oh, that's right. And and Undertaker won the title there, right? 
Because Sid right. had yeah, Sid had the title. So 13. Yeah. So then 14, Sean lost it to Stone Cold. Yeah. Then 15, I think it was Rock and Austin. It was Rock and Austin, yeah. Right. And I don't know who had the belt, but I don't think it was Austin going back in with the title. He didn't hold it for a year. And then oh, I don't 16, think so. I think it was Rock. 16, 17, 18. So as we go all the way up, no one. Roman Reigns, I think, and Hogan are the only two guys who defended it. And maybe John Cena, possibly. And maybe John Cena. I don't know. But he defended it at 37 and 38, and we're going into 39. So he could potentially, if he beats Cody, three years defend straight. the title three years straight at Mania, which is an interesting fact. I don't, I've never heard it before. I don't think anyone's ever mentioned either, it before. I haven't either. never thought of it. Right? Pretty cool, huh? Very cool. Fucking things that you learn from Sap and Chance, guys. <laughs> the things you learn. I know, that's cool to know. All right, so finally, last match of the night, we finally get this cage match between Bailey and uh, Becky Lynch. Good match. I love it. it. The girls girls used to cage well. I mean, they weren't holding back. Uh, I'm I'm sure there's some welts and and uh, oh yeah, they feel it. You know, they they they're they're feeling it today. Uh, basically, Becky had this match in the bag. She's working her way out. Um. Io Shirai's up there trying to get her out and she gets her into the ring, but then Vita's music hits. Of all the people yeah. in the world, man. And uh, she comes out and she beats up Io Shirai. She beats up Dakota. That leads uh, Becky to the victory and basically the show ends with the two of them hugging. Um, so let's take a quick look at the Elimination Chamber matches right now. So going off of that last match, now I can tell you that you're probably going to see Lita and Trish with Becky versus um, Yosuke, Dakota Kai, and Bailey in a six-woman tag match. So you got that match pretty much lined up. And in Montreal, it makes sense to have Trish there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Men's Elimination Chamber, I think, is just for glory. There's no title on the line here for anybody. Awesome. There is not one, right? Uh, yeah, this is might be for the U.S. title then. Sorry. Theory, theory Seth. Yeah, Theory's in there. Seth is in there. Uh, we got um, Montez Ford in there. Um, so that's a super good match. A lot of I, I, I think it's going to be fun. I think it'll be a lot of fun. The female match is going to be exciting too because the winner of that one will determine who the number one contender for Bianca Belair's title is, which is kind of interesting that neither one of the women's titles are on the line at the pay-per-view. Interesting. Didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And we don't that I mean, could change I, by SmackDown or something. Well, look, we, we still got two weeks to go here, right? I mean, I like to see the US. I guess the US title might be being defended in the elimination chamber, so that's possible. It is on the men's but, one, yeah. But Gunther should be defending his title. I don't think he's had a defense on a pay-per-view. Mind you, we just came out of the Royal Rumble. So um, you know, that might be something interesting to kind of build off of. Yeah. Um Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. The crowd's going to go crazy. Now, wouldn't it be interesting if Sami won and you have Sami versus Cody at Mania? That'd be crazy. It's not going to happen. That'd be crazy. I know. If he won the belt, they would go nuts there, dude. Yeah, no. So you got that match as well. That's pretty much etched in stone. So we got two Elimination Chamber matches. We got a six. And then you got Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Balor and Ripley. And you got the mixed tag team match there as well. Solid card, dude. Lesnar and Lashley. Lesnar and Lashley. Forgot about that one, too. I mean, you think about that. That card pretty is a pretty solid-looking card, man. 
I don't know yeah. if I'm just more excited based on what you just fucking told me about before we start. We just started a few started. hours ago, and I picked. I, picked I know. Isn't like, it dude, funny how a cart sounds so much more better knowing that you potentially going? will be there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, tickets are yours for free if you want them. They're yours, man. Yeah, we just got to get to Troll, Montreal, man. Yep. We just have to get to Montreal. Okay, we'll talk Fly about out on that. Thursday. Round trip. I already looked at it. Round trip, which is really good. 420 round trip. All right, all right. So it's 420. Yeah, yeah. Can't complain. And then just get a hotel and be leave Sunday. Exactly, dude. That's all you need, right? Right. Well, yeah. Fridays. Thursday's pretty much a write-up of the time. Unless, you, get there unless, unless you want to rent a car, and then we can drive down to Ottawa for Raw on Monday. Oh, that'd be crazy. That'd be cool. Now we'll come back on Sunday. That will be fun, though. It's is that where Raw is? Yeah, it's only an hour and a half drive. I've never been to Montreal. Have you ever been? Oh, yeah. Never been, dude. Oh, yeah. I'd say leave... Uh, Flying rains at home because we'd have a tons of fun. But yeah. <laughs> at least if we got rains there, then the, the women can't get worried about anything. Hey, we got a little kid here. We can't do anything. I, I'm not going to talk about Montreal uh, with with glowing eyes, but I'll <laughs> say this: my time in Montreal was phenomenal. Yeah, I've never been. I'm looking forward to going. There's beautiful one, city. I heard Montreal is beautiful. Uh, Old Quebec is even more beautiful. Is it? Okay. Uh, oh, absolutely. But I mean, Montreal is the kind of place we'll be more comfortable in. Yeah. Uh, you go anywhere else in Quebec, if you don't speak French, you're SOL, man. Yeah, yeah I don't know any French, so. I know enough to get by if we have to, but like I said, I mean, old Quebec, uh, you know, just outside of Montreal, I think that's the safe haven for English-speaking individuals. Oh, okay. Perfect. Right? Other than that, everyone else is kind of, you know, uh, parlez-vous français? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, bonjour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bonjour, parlez-vous français. Oui, oui. I mean, <laughs> you know, so just kind of watch some Pepe Le Pew commercial. Hey, they try to cancel that fucking skunk, eh? Yeah, I know. They're on that. They're on everything. What the fuck, anything. man? Oh. Like, well, how could you cancel the skunk? He done no wrong. Everything's been fine for all these years, and all of a sudden, one person gets outraged or writing an article about it, and they want to stop everything. Like, Pepe Le Pew, what did he ever do wrong, man? He was just going after the cats, guy. He's just, he's just chasing those pussies. <laughs> I'm not sure what uh, what their angle is on that one. It's crazy. Granted, though. granted, he is a little touchy feely. Granted, he kind of pushes himself on the cat. But that's yeah. the beauty of Pippi the Peel, man. That guy doesn't know no. Exactly. It's no worse than any movie you could watch. We're not counting if anything. <laughs> if anything, Pippi the Peel is a motivational guy, man. He's like, I never give up attitude. Yeah. You could put a fucking Cena shirt on this guy. <laughs> He's a hard worker. Now, speaking about Cena, I want to get on this really quick here. Uh, I read this article with Seth uh, Rollins. And again, I think this is all a part of that interview that he did. I got to find this whole thing. Where when he you talk said, about CM Punk being a cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, they talked about, uh, they asked him about John Cena being on the cover of the, the 2K23 game that's coming out this year. And, you know, I, I was surprised by what Seth had to say. What did he say? He said that John Cena is the GOAT. He is a mentor to him. Um, his work ethic, everything that John Cena is, what he brings to the table, what he's done for the business, cannot be touched. Like, just glowing words. It's just amazing. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I mean, and it just kind of... I want to leave. I, I got. A, I got something I want to put out there to you. Like, we're, we always talk about greatest of all time, greatest of all times. I don't know, as I look deeper and deeper into this greatest goat debates, I think it's better to make goats 
from each generation opposed to one overall because I just don't think that works, Chance. I really don't. And I, I let's look at they don't be called a goat anymore, right? It'll be the greatest of that generation. So well, yeah, but, but but that makes more sense though, because here I'll be really honest with you. Gretzky in his prime against Connor McDavid in his prime, Connor runs him over. Connor can skate faster, but I don't know if you can think the game like Gretzky can though. Right. But if you can skate faster, you can move faster, you're bigger. Gretzky was a small forward, right? Yeah, he's not a big guy. He's a five, but that's what five. I'm saying. But you look at Gretzky and what he possessed skill-wise, Connor has that, but he has size and speed as well. Yeah. And strength. So you're seeing the evolution of the player, right? So, you know, it's, it, Gretzky was the greatest of his generation. Absolutely. No one can touch him. Bobby no. was the greatest defenseman of his generation. Yeah. Right? But would you compare him to Niedermeyer? You don't even well, I know like, what you're saying that the athletes are getting bigger and stronger, but I don't know right? if they're fundamentals and they think the game as well. Well, I, I maybe they, saying, yeah, but but just based on the evolution, like LeBron of the, James is bigger and stronger than Michael Jordan, right? But yeah. I mean, but I mean, Jordan can shoot on you on the perimeter all day. That's the difference yeah. with basketball, right? I mean, if you have a great three point shot and you're great outside the perimeter, you can just stand there all day shooting baskets. There's no, I don't care who you are. Unless you're yeah. standing under the knee trying to, you know, rebound them and block them. That's the only defense you've got against a guy like Jordan that way. But yeah. if you take that out of the game and the one-on-one -on -one is basically dribbling and passing and, you know, you know, deking and driving, I think LeBron beats him. He's just too big and strong to back him He's down. too yeah. big and strong, right? I think the only guy that could have probably competed against LeBron skill-wise and move around him would have been Kobe in his prime. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Jordan was the greatest of all time in his era. But, you know, I would say Kobe's greater than LeBron in this era. It's a fair argument. Right. I, think, I just because I have a hard time doing it. Like we look at boxing, we talk about, oh, you know, like the other day you were saying, OK, Mike Tyson, like, you know, Mighty Max, he's always throwing out those dream matches and what have you. Yeah, doing it again the other day. Yeah. Right. You know, and I'm looking at some of these things. I'm like, yeah, I want to believe that Tyson's going to knock this guy out. But based on the way training is today, based on what these guys do today, based on everything, you take a prime Tyson and his particular style of training, and you take a Deontay Wilder and his particular style of training. No, that's a bad example because uh, he beat up Wilder. <laughs> Usyk or Fury? I take Fury. I take Usyk because that's more relatable to the same size and everything. Oh, you mean against Tyson? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then you used it right. sure, yeah. Much right. more even. But just looking at everything, it's just, I don't know how we can call him the greatest of greats of all time. Right? Like, I, Ali was the greatest boxer of his time. Yeah. But if you took his training, that was in the 60s and 70s. Oh, yeah, they've involved the training, the nutrition. Exactly, exactly. So even in their prime, going up against them, hot dogs in intermission, dude. Right, right. So, well, think about it. Back in the day, Mary Lemieux, uh, Guy Lafleur, all these great hockey players of the 70s and 80s, during the intermissions, they would tap a keg and smoke cigarettes and drink while they were waiting to go back out on the ice. I yeah. mean, training camp was legitimately training camp back in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. You know, right up to the mid-90s even. It was training camp because everyone came back fat. Out of shape. <laughs> Get you back in line, yeah. Right? Whereas these guys are training 24-7, 12 months a year. There's no break for any of these guys anymore. You know, they live it and they breathe it. If you want to be one of the greats. Right? Sport. 
Absolutely. All right, Speaking guys. of boxing, dude, we got Roy Jones Jr. having a fight. I think that's against Vitor Belfort. And Jorge Mosso has his own promotion that he does. No, it's uh, it's it's um, Anthony Pettis. Sorry, Anthony Pettis. There you go, Junior. Junior and against fight. Pettis. And also, yeah. Con- Connor Ben has reached out to Manny Pacquiao's camp. He wants a piece of the champ. I hope Pacquiao kicks his ass, man. Pacquiao's uh, camp has said they're in light negotiations, so. Yeah, well, let's kind of see where that kind of goes. Hey, but smart I... from Connor. You think about it. You just failed the drug test. You want to make your name back. Get your name back. Hey, fight a legend. Hopefully you can retire the old man. That's kind of how he's seeing it. So I, I don't I, know if it'll happen. We're talking I, about it. I think it's a risky fight because I still think Pacquiao can kick the shit out of this kid. Yeah, I think so too. Right? I think and I, I'm it, taking, man. and I take nothing away from Connor Ben. Um, but you know what? Even if he fought Eubanks, and based on what we saw in that fight, uh, if first off that Connor Connor and Chris fight shouldn't be happening at all, you know, yeah, just because the way he lost, that that fight's completely lost its luster. It but has. even if Connor would win, he would. I don't think he'd be ready for North America, in my opinion, against some of those killers in that division, right? Um, Smart business wise, from call no, up no, no. and try to make it work. I mean, good no, for no. him. B- business wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. Business wise, it makes all the sense in the world. I get it. He'll be like, I'm gonna uh, retire this old man. He was my yeah, hero. But I don't, I don't, I, I don't think he could be Pacquiao. I don't think he will either. But that's what he's gonna sell it to you as. But, no, no. Hey, uh, well, of course he has, he has to sell it that way. Chance, uh, we're getting close to the end here. So, do you got a top five or anything you want to throw at me? I do. You ready for uh, it? I'm ready, guys. This is organic, by the way. Since we got elimination chamber coming up, I'm gonna ask you what are your top five favorite elimination chamber moments in history so far? Give me a match, a promo, whatever you got. Oh man. Um okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna go this direction because there's been so many and just right off the top of my head, and because I haven't had time to think, I can't think of particular matches that stand out. Uh I'll I'm gonna look at the elimination chamber itself. And in the very beginning, that thing was a structure. I came out in what, 2002? Yeah, when it first came out, that thing was a legit structure, and you legit got hurt in there. Um, oh, yeah. Because now everything's padded. Even the floor is padded, whereas before yeah. it was the greats, right? So, I mean, the guys like Triple H and, and all those guys that took part in, in the Elimination Chambers early on in its inception took some serious-ass balls. Oh, dude. Right? So that's one thing that I remember from the Elimination Chamber, how weak the ring actually looks now. Everything's padded. Everything yeah, is softer, it's a lot more safe. Right, it's a lot more safe. And, you know, I think you can still have it the way it was before. Um, because if you know how to work and you know how to land and you know how to fall, it won't hurt you that much. Yeah. Right? It's all the selling. And um, before it wasn't just a pay-per-view. They'd have it on, like, a Survivor Series or something. too. They wouldn't always just have a pay-per-view for it. It could be like, remember that one when Shawn Michaels in 2002 yeah. won the Elimination Chamber? It was yeah. that Survivor Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's so, kind of like Hell in the Cell, right? It wasn't a yeah, pay-per-view. Could anywhere. It, just, it could have been anywhere until they gave it its own show. Uh, and then they gave the Hell its own music, too. So there you go. Yep. All the fucking cages, Elimination Chambers, and Hell in the Cells, they got their own theme music. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, number four for me would be Brock Lesnar. I think when he speared whoever it was through through the pod. Yeah, that was cool. That was pretty cool. Um, Brock Lesnar again beating up Austin Theory and throwing him off the top. That was, that was a pretty cool. cool spot. 
Um, number two for me would have to be the girls one where Shayna Baszler just dominated. She looked really good in that one. And, you know, it just kind of showed the girls can actually throw around in there too. But mind you, yeah. they got the padded version. But, you know, just because of that, that was kind of fun. And my number one moment, the one that came to my mind as soon as he said it, wasn't actually an Elimination Chamber match, but what happened after the match, Cena won it, defended his title. Out comes Edge, the very first Money in the Bank winner at that time with Lita. Yeah. And cashes in. Yeah, I remember that. And that's what stood out for me, that cash in. When, it's when been Edge, moments, man. Yeah, really no, absolutely. Edge won, his, Edge won his first world championship that night. We kind of saw the direction for what the what, what the money in the bank looks like. Uh, so from that perspective, you got a lot of questions answered in terms of what's this briefcase about? How's it going to work? And how's the elimination chamber? Blah, blah, blah. Anytime, any place. Yeah, we got all those answers that night. And that kind of led to everything we've seen ever since. So <laughs> 21 years of it no, Pretty 20, impressive. 21 years of it my friend absolutely all right brother man i tell you what we got to roll here i have to go pick up little miss miss from art yeah. class so we'll wrap it up here and call it a day um guys just so you guys know sap and chance t-shirts if you want them they're available 20 bucks a pop we will cover the shipping can't beat that deal and we're going to ship it to you and we'll ship it to you as well check out those beautiful vibrant colors i'm Look sorry good. it's wrinkly Turned out well it's the first one that i picked out out of the box we have everything from extra i believe we have extra small but let's just play safe i got small to triple xl for the big man or the big woman <laughs> uh you know we got so you covered whatever size we, you got. we got like, everybody got covered so um hoping to hear back from some of you guys looking for these t-shirts to 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 promote the show and get the name out there but on that note we'll leave you with that my name is bobby sampson i'm joined with sam or sorry my name is bobby sampson i'm joined with chance michaels and in the words of the great acdc is those that like download subscribe and share the podcast and buy our shirts we salute you we do salute you buy our shirts um <laughs> You got allergies, bro? You okay? No, I just had a little tickle in my throat, but I'm good. I never had allergies. I've been lucky. Yeah, I've never had allergies either, man. I've lucked out in that direction of my life. Yeah. All right, guys. On that note, guys, it's Tuesday, so we have a whole week to go. Please be safe. Drive safe. Um, take time. Be with your family. Just do all those great things. Guys, we have a really exciting boxing show coming up here oh, next yeah. Tuesday. We're not going to drop any hints, but just be prepared uh we're, we'll we have something really really cool for you guys on thursday in fact the next two weeks are going to be really fucking cool we got some big guys boxing. coming up yeah. so uh again to everyone out there uh have a great week and we will talk to you soon sam and chance out <laughs>